live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 18th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking bitcoin is next bitcoin one bitcoin equals one bitcoin unconfiscatable i'm offended by selling compete don't complain all right conviction hello my elite friends how you doing tonight it's late at night it's barely still the 18th in hawaii i'm in california of course but if you've got questions i've got answers Type in those questions if you're watching this live. If you're watching the tape, play the 2X. Hey, this week in Bitcoin, first of all, if you're watching my show right now, the One Bitcoin Show, stop watching and go to this this week in Bitcoin at disruptmeister.com. It's linked to below. It was a great show. Kyle Kemper made his comeback. Phil Geiger was on. Adam Paul Moore. Go watch it now. This week in Bitcoin, best guest in the freaking space. They're, they're not one-hit wonders. Let's talk about one-hit wonders, though. Grim. Oh, yeah. We know about altcoin flavors of the month here on this channel. And Grin, for some of you long-term people, you remember when it was the altcoin flavor of the month. What was it? 18 months ago? I don't know. You lose track of time. Crazy things have happened since then. But... Uh, but you have conviction and you keep on doing a new show every day. Pound that like button. Now, so Grin is no longer the flavor of the month. Clearly, clearly it's not. Imagine they would have given away Grin to Bitcoin holders for free as a crypto dividend. Not all altcoins are created equal. That's what we have to remember here. I know a lot of you like to just group them all together and say, oh, they're all horrible. They're terrible. They're all attack. Okay. No, there's, there's. They're not all created equal. The ones that are given away for free as crypto dividends to Bitcoin holders, they're better. They're the ones we should, they're the ones we should say, yep, yeah, those ones are different. They're different. They're different than those run-of-the-mill ones. So imagine, imagine if Green would have went in that direct. Oh, we can imagine them giving away Green for free. <laughs> because MWC, all MWC is, is Grin. It's Nimble Wimble, same thing. You get the picture. Now, MWC was never the altcoin flavor of the month, but they gave it away for free. It didn't have any of the hype. It did pretty well. It, it did pretty well for us because you never buy something that you get for free, okay? So I'm, I'm pointing out the difference between altcoins for one main reason, so that future altcoin makers of the world understand not all altcoins are created equal. The ones that you give away to the Bitcoin holders, those are the superior ones. Those are the ones you're going to get some hype from the Bitcoin holders from because they'll appreciate the free gift. Who doesn't appreciate a free gift that you can turn into the best thing possible? I mean, imagine if you could turn into some, some of those holiday gifts into Bitcoin immediately. You can't. You can't turn a fruitcake into Bitcoin. You can turn a fruitcake coin. Imagine they can make fruit coin, fruitcake coin, a crypto dividend. Completely ridiculous. More ridiculous than Dogecoin. But if we got it for free, you better believe we could turn it into Bitcoin and that'd be great. So yes, Bitcoin holders should remind everyone, everyone in the future, 
the, the best route to go on, give it away for free. And it's just another reason. All coins are a reason to hold Bitcoin. That's the positive spin I have on it. The altcoins that we get for free, you only get them for free if you're holding the Bitcoin. All right. And through the crypto dividend process. So spread the word about that. So all future altcoin makers of the world can know the correct way to go. But yes, unfortunately, there are going to be other altcoin flavors of the month that aren't going to be given away for free. And they will just end up in the dustbin of history like Grim. Like, I can't even remember the other ones. <laughs> there have been so many. Pound that like button. By the way, dudes, on Twitter, you're following me at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Uh, I tweeted out a video of me on the streets of L.A. standing right in front of a, a homeless man's tent. Yeah. So you can really see when you're walking on the streets of L.A., only a few, a little, just right near million-dollar properties. Literally, they're, they're worth millions of dollars, these, these houses. Right around the corner, there's a homeless man can just set up his tent. But you have to wear a mask. Remember, Gavin Newsom cares about you. you got to wear your mask. Or Eric Garcetti. Eric Garcetti wants you to wear your mask. But, and he'll let it because he wants you to be healthy. But, you know, homeless people urinating on the, on the streets, defecating on the streets, setting up their tents on the streets. That's fine. All right. So check that out. Retweet it. Um, I'll have a video about that. Obviously, my video is much is longer than that. That'll be debuting in about two weeks, that, that video, when I'm on the road, I guess. So retweet that uh, little clip that is out there. And again, I, I bring up the grin thing today because a lot of people, there were articles about it. And I, I'm, I don't care about the darn articles about it, you know, to tell you the truth. Um, it just it, it made me think, like, uh, give it away. Get, they'd be in better shape if they would have given it away. There would have never been an MWC coin if they would have given the grin away. It would be worth more. It'd probably be worth as much as that. Who knows? I can't make predictions um, about prices of altcoins. I don't really care about the prices of altcoins. You give it to me for free, it's worth something. I'll turn it into Bitcoin. Now, as should you. And I mean, that's the beauty of holding. I, I mean, all that is out there. It is just amazing from spam left on the comments section to videos, to articles, to podcasts. It's all about trading, trade this, trade that, trade. It's so, if only people knew the truth that, you know, most traders lose, obviously. But if all this time, for years, if you've been holding, I mean, if you've been holding since before the Bcash crypto dividend, the amount of Bitcoin you would have accumulated in terms of crypto dividends through Bcash and Bcold and, uh, the one I just mentioned, uh, <laughs> MWC, I can't think of its name. I mean, even through the really ridiculous ones, and we're not going to name EgoCoin. <laughs> you, you're doing a lot better than those traders are on average, okay? <laughs> the average trader, he's down so much. You're up so much. People, that, that's the, it's just an impulsive word, world. People want easy answers. Trading is the easy answer. Crypto dividends. It's the 20% of productive answer. Pound that like button. So let's talk about something else that's very impulsive out there. I I even I got tricked into looking at this. I got tricked into I saw it tweeted and I was like, wait a second. Nine billionaires who own Bitcoin? Well, that, that seems interesting. I can't think of nine billionaires off the top of my head who own Bitcoin. Let me let me look. This seems kind of interesting. 
Man, the article is fluff. Oh, my Lord. Elon Musk to Mark Cuban. So it, it, it shows how much they think they own. Now, Elon Musk is lying about how much he owns because he's not he's got OPSEC. He's not he's not revealing how much he owns uh, because he doesn't want. I mean, it's, it's not no one's business. He's got more than what I think they say he's got 0.25. Yeah, right. All right. But the other people, it's kind of it's Mark Cuban. They list how much he has. Like someone gave it to him. He doesn't even like it. Uh, Tudor Jones, they add to the list. And there's no telling if he really has it or not. He says he's dabbling in futures and whatnot. And so they, they write this article, but some people think like, oh, well, nine billionaires own it, then I better go get it. Now, if you're thinking nine billionaires own it and there's a lot more billionaires out there, I better beat the other ones out. I think that's good. I think, I think that's good right there. But if you need to be told, you know, well, billionaires are buying it, so you should buy it too. You, know, you don't need that confirmation because billionaires, uh, they, they're already billionaires. They really don't need that much more money. Uh, so they, they're not forced to really look into Bitcoin. Now, the other billionaires that they listed are involved in cryptocurrency. The Winklevi brothers, the Binance dude. I mean, that's not telling me anything new, dude. That, that's not new information. So, I mean, my conclusion is this. Eventually, there'll be a lot of billionaires that own it because they're going to be more billionaires that are the Winklevi type, type of billionaires that are billionaires because of Bitcoin. And, or even so, uh, the Binance guy, uh, he, he's a billionaire because of Bitcoin. That's a, that's a better example. So we're going to have plenty of billionaires that own Bitcoin. But this, this is what you got to remember. It is clearly early still. If they had to come up with a fluff article like this where they really can't name uh, billionaires with some substantial holdings in Bitcoin. I mean, the other one was that Indian guy in, in, uh, in Silicon Valley. Who, who once claimed he owned 5% of all of Bitcoin, but that was like back in 2012. He doesn't own it 25% anymore. Uh, and so they, they leave it like open-ended, like, well, maybe he still owns 5%. He doesn't own 5% of Bitcoin. I forgot the guy's name. Chamadama Dama Rama Rama. I, I don't know his name. It's, it's something with a CA. He's a really smart guy. But nonetheless, uh, the article didn't, didn't have that many... Uh, it had some stretched out facts in it, I guess, to put it nicely. But we, we can learn from it. We can learn that event. one day the traditional billionaires, yeah, they'll stumble upon it. They'll get into it. Their, their fund managers will buy it because all the other fund managers are buying it, okay? Uh, so as I've said before, you get in before Wells Fargo gets in. You get you don't end up in 2024 complaining, oh, why does Wells, Far why does Wells Fargo got all this Bitcoin and I don't? Uh, but uh, nice try, decrypt.co. You were on a streak of some pretty all right articles that I had talked about here, but this one, nah, nah, this one wasn't that good, man. At least it made me think a little bit, made me, uh, gave me a topic to talk about on the show, right? All right. I want to stress to everyone that anchor.fm, that's where I do my, uh, I transform these videos into audio podcast form. I just want to give them a shout out. They're awesome. They're trying to be the YouTube of podcasts. So if you're if you're some YouTube person and you're angry at YouTube and and you need to monetize your videos, why don't you just go podcast? Go over to Anchor. It's really easy. You can monetize them over there. Um, I I've been happy with I've been really happy, especially uh, lately. They've been great. And if you go to sportsmeister.com, you can listen to 
all of my shows dating back to March of 2019. So my archives go pretty far back there. Not as far as my old archives used to go before uh, YouTube got rid of my original channel, but still it's a start. So I just want to shout out. There's all these people saying, oh, woe is me. YouTube censors. YouTube does this. Okay, compete. Don't complain. Go to Anchor. That's the competition. Sh sure, you won't be able to see people. I mean, are you a big, are you that much of a freaking 80 percent where you need to see someone? Or do you care about the content? I know some of you are saying, uh, I just want to see people. I don't listen to a word you say. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I, you're an 80 percent. But 20 percenters, go to Anchor. <laughs> a lot of you are listening to me right there now. So. Props to you, dudes. And if you do need to see everything, uh, link to below. Uh, the archive, it says the last uh, 10 This Week in Bitcoin shows. It's a long URL. Eventually, you're going to be able to go to techvault.com to see them. I, I tried to switch that over today. It didn't work for some reason. I don't know. But if you want to see the last 10 This Week in Bitcoin shows, that's freaking guess in the space. It's linked to below. Do not accept the new normal. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about the virus in a second. Yo, Jim is in the house. He said, how come the state shut down all the businesses but figure out how to keep the liquor stores with the lottery terminals open? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. How, how did they uh, manage to keep, uh, uh, to keep on paying all the government workers also? It's, it's fascism. You pick and choose your favorite. Whoever's your favorite uh, of the government, you pick. It's, it, it's not fair. It's, it's fascism. So that, that's, that's the answer right there. But good to see, good to see you, Jim. I was thinking about you lately. Uh, oh, here. Oh, wait. No. Listen. do has a question. Your thoughts on the correlation between Bitcoin success and mistrust of population in states? Well, first of all, I thought you were going to ask me about the correlation between Bitcoin and the S&P. And today was another day. S&P did well. Bitcoin didn't do well. There were all these good mainstream on that. We might have a virus and we might have a, a, a vaccine. No, we're not good. If we have a vaccine in six months and you take it, good luck to you. <laughs> You're going to take the most rushed vaccine in the history of mankind when you don't. I mean, when most people, uh, healthy people, why would you even take a vaccine? I mean, you, you just get the sickness. You don't even know you have it. Uh, but so, yeah, the, the, the Bitcoin was, again, uncorrelated with the S&P today, no doubt about it, which is nice to see again, going back to the traditional ways. But your question was, what are your thoughts on the correlation between Bitcoin success and the mistrust of population in states? So you're saying that uh, as more and more people realize that their governments are complete jokes and liars and manipulative that uh, more and more people should wake up and buy Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, logically, that's what would happen. I, I don't think it'll cause a few people to get into Bitcoin. N nothing massive, though. Nothing massive at all. Uh, so Bitcoin can be uh, successful without uh, people find out about it other ways, without being angry at their government, I think. Uh, because we have just went through a period of time where the free governments, the free countries of the world all went fascist and people aren't piling the Bitcoin now. So that correlation is not, is not currently there. The, the fascism level has went up incredibly, but the Bitcoin buying level hasn't gone up at that same incredible rate that fascism just went up. But some people, some people ha ha 
have found out about Bitcoin because of this and have bought Bitcoin because of this and uh, have used their government checks to buy Bitcoin because of this. Uh, all right. Now, and thank you for the questions, guys. And UK Bitcoin Master, I retweeted uh, your your anchor link to UK Bitcoin Master. I missed a show today because I was asleep because my schedule is so insane. Um, but I did retweet and I'm reminding you he's on anchor also. I retweeted his anchor broadcast. So he is smart enough. He does the video. Then he puts it up on anchor too. BTC Benny, I, I think also does that. So, I, I mean, there's, there's plenty of uh, YouTube creators. More and more should do it. It's a good way just in case uh, YouTube decides to get rid of all your uh, work. Uh, you'll have it backed up over there in audio form. And it also it's, it's, I reach other people that way. Definitely. Definitely. You, I don't want to insult the YouTube audience, but the, the anchor audience seems to be well, a little bit more engaged, I guess. And there's plenty of smart dudes watching this right now though. So pound that freaking like button. All right. And UK Bitcoin master who I appreciate beyond compare. He, uh, he retweets me. I retweet him. That's the way it works, dudes. You re you guys retweet me. I'll retweet your stuff. You just got to mention tech ball in it, in it sometimes. And uh, I, I mean, I retweet people all the time. I retweet Jim is uh, bit bit piggies. Check out bit piggies. I, I, I do retweet them uh, often. I wear the shirt quite often too. So bit piggies, get your uh, piggy bank, Bitcoin piggy bank and their shirts. I know I'm responsible for at least one person buying one of their shirts. I know that. Uh, down in Long Beach. Pound that like button. Okay, moving on to something that was talked about in the title. Uh, what is this? Oh, Andreas Antonopoulos talking about DeFi and Ethereum. Uh-oh, some people are getting that Inquisition button. You're ready to put, push the BTC Inquisition. I got to send Andreas to the Bitcoin Inquisition. He talked about DeFi and he talked about Ethereum. Well, I watched the video. It's a good video. It's, it's interesting. It is interesting. It, it gives you some insight into Andreas. And uh, at the 27 minute mark, I just want to, he reminds us about network effects and Ethereum in terms of smart contracts. And he doesn't say these words, but he, Ethereum is the next Ethereum. He agrees with me that Ethereum is the next Ethereum. I, I brought this up before. No one is going to surpass Ethereum in what they do. Now, what they do is something you might not like, but uh, the DeFi, the ICO, smart contracts, whatever you want to call it, it that's where all, all that stuff is being built on Ethereum. It's not being built on Tron. No one's going to, it's, no one else is going to surpass them. Not Ethereum Classic either. Uh, Ethereum is the next Ethereum. And uh, it's not the next Bitcoin though. That's something is very uh, important to remember. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. But Ethereum has its place. And... Some what he talks about, Andreas dislikes banks so much, so much. He really scapegoats banks. I, I don't I don't have a problem. I mean, you know, I, I've got Bitcoin now. I don't have to deal with the banks as much. I, I, I don't I don't I don't harp on them. I don't worry about them. If they come to the Bitcoin space, if they come to the DeFi space, I don't give a darn. Let it compete, don't complain. But man, he doesn't like anything that resembles a bank. And so his views on DeFi reflect that. He he says that DeFi should not have KYC AML. And I agree with that. I think that's awesome. But it's already started to happen. Okay? There are he's like if it has KYC AML it's not truly DeFi. But it, it, it's already it's already happening. He's got this 
you know, perfect view of, of the way DeFi should be in, in, in the perfect world. And, and that world doesn't really exist. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are people, he, he, he points out that he does admit that right now DeFi resembles traditional banking, traditional financial mechanisms. It really hasn't gotten decentralized yet. But he says, you know, he says it'll take like 10 years and they will, there will be new products coming out of the DeFi side of things that we can't imagine now. And I, I hope he's right. I really, I really hope he's right. Because right now it is quite centralized. Um, and I think that a lot of traditional organizations, entities are interested in DeFi. Well, because it's, it's a whole new form of to get their hands into some type of financial mechanism. But they know and they do understand that in 10 years, it could be something huge, something they can't imagine. And so they want to get in at the beginning. And yeah, some of them are Ethereum fans anyway. They think Ethereum, they want Ethereum to be next Bitcoin. That's another reason that some of these dudes get into to DeFi. But I think some of the entities that he dislikes, they're going to get into DeFi. They like DeFi. And uh, you know they're, they're not getting, the big boys aren't getting into DeFi because you're going to be able to bank a homeless person. He mentions Andreas, and he understands this. And Andreas says that something that DeFi can do is it can bank homeless people. He feels that banks, un, they exclude people for the wrong reasons. He really thinks that banks are can be mean, I guess. And I, I think some of the people that are being excluded by banks Banks don't want to deal with them because they want their money back. They, <laughs> they don't want to give out a loan and not get their money back, okay? They don't want to loan money to a homeless man, okay? So if DeFi can solve that, and he thinks DeFi can solve that, that's cool. That's cool. That, that, that's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is quite, uh, it's quite centralized right now. But it, it does, what it does right now, DeFi, it, it takes away – well, it gives new people the ability to play around with financial mechanisms, okay? That's what DeFi does right now. Be because beforehand, it was only banks and, and financial organizations that could, that could come up with these new financial – and they weren't really innovating very much. Now, because of this DeFi on Ethereum, uh, people have come up with stable coins and they've come they've, – now, the problem is – is once KYC AML comes along, they might these individuals might not be able to innovate as much as they've been able to so far. And since the innovation is centralized around individuals, unfortunately, governments might not like some of the innovation that's gone on with DeFi and might go on with DeFi. And as long as it's not really decentralized, uh, some individuals might get in trouble with the law, which I think is lame. I'm not a, I would never be a, a freaking, uh, what's a tattletale? Oh, I always, I always forget the, the world informant snitch. I would never be a snitch on those people. I, I, I say, create, don't destroy. I, a lot of people don't like the DeFi thing. I get the Andreas video is very interesting. It, it there are, you know, you can see his dislike, uh, of the banks kind of leaves a blind spot and I don't, I don't think he fully grasped how much it, it DeFi will be dominated by very, very wealthy entities. Uh, but, but at the same time, uh, 
not so established entities will be able to do well also. So, okay. All right. Do not, I'm not scapegoating the banks. Now, we have a tweet from Udi. He says, I agree with Alyssa, somebody or, or other. ETH 2.0 is the next big buzzword in the post-having world. Where have I heard that before? And I and it will stay the next big buzzword for a very long time. ETH 2.0 isn't happening in July nor in August. Or maybe she meant July 2022. So he's pessimistic on the uh, time frame. <laughs> because the Ethereum people say they're going to have their 2.0 out in, uh, in July this summer. And I assume it will be delayed too. I don't think it'll be delayed till 2022. But as I've said, it is a, a great buzzword that attracts a lot of people blindly into it. And yeah, it, it now that the halving is over, people should should still be hyping the halving, the, the 2020 halving and the 2024 halving. But now that it's passed, why not? I mean, the, the mainstream uh, crypto organizations uh, media, they'll probably be talking about 2.0 a lot. It probably will be the biggest buzzword uh, uh, until they come out with some altcoin flavor of the month that we can't even imagine right now. Now, speaking of uh, trends, yeah, speaking of something that's bullish here, the ICO Twitter spam bots seem to be all coming back, says Rodolfo Novak. And he, he shows that on some of the Twitter uh Twitter threads are just this random ICO, uh, completely nonsense spam that we used to see a lot of during 2017. It's coming back. Hey, if the spammers are coming back, that's a good sign. <laughs> you can interpret it that way. All right. We talked about sportsbicer.com. It's almost three in the morning here. It shows about to end. Uh, believe it or not, I have a call with somebody at 3.30 in the morning in Europe. <laughs> Adam Meister's always in motion. Pound that like button. So uh, link to below is video from, I guess it was earlier today, of cops in New Jersey standing down in a quite glorious way. Uh, someone was opening a, a gym and they said, okay, we're making an announcement. This is against the rules. And then they left. <laughs> it's it's so awesome. It's so awesome. And I've said it before that the cop, so many cops don't want to enforce the nonsense that's out there. And, and this, uh, I think this will get make it, you're pretty proud of, of, of some of the cops out there. Just, just to remind, it's linked to below. And it, it shows you that this situation, this situation is, is ending. It, people are just like laughing at it now and, and going back to work and they're not following what the government tells them to do at least in, in, in certain parts of the United States. Uh, there, there's a gym that I run by that's clearly open, uh, that's low-key open here, so good for them in, in L.A. Uh, reminder, June the 3rd until July the 15th, I'm going to be in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I've always wanted to go to that part of the country. I stated before I got a good deal, so why not? Asheville, North Carolina, June 3rd, to July 15th, I'm living in the Bitcoin overlay. I might not be able, and by July 15th, again, I picked that ending day of July 15th, June 3rd of July 15th, because by that day, so I think a lot of the countries out there will have that I want to go to uh, will lift their ridiculous quarantine restrictions. And uh, because right now, if you leave the country, you gotta go in other people's quarantines. I'm not doing that. 
Instead, I'll go to a city I've always wanted to go to, or a part of the country that I've wanted to go to for a while to see those Asheville hipsters. All right, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like to do, share this video. Brian's got a question. When can we start calling DeFi by the more ac accurate name, me De DeFi, mildly decentralized finance? It's not decentralized if one guy can shut it down. Yep, you're right. We should call it my DeFi, M-I DeFi, mildly de decentralized. It, it, it'll get to a point where it's, getting closer to decentralized, but it'll never be fully decentralized. Andreas talks about that. Andreas has high hopes for it, uh, <laughs> which is cool. That's his, that's, his, that's his prerogative. Okay, dudes, I'm out of there. Barefoot Barry says, go to Mexico. No, I, I've been there. It's it's not too, I'm not down with Mexico, really. I, I've been there before. I'm not too, it's, it's, I've, got, I've got bigger places to go to. I, no offense to Mexico, but I, I, I was there as a younger person. And uh, uh, it's, it's close by, it's nearby. It's, if I don't want to rough it nearby, I, when I go nearby, I'd like to go to Canada and it, because it's quite comfortable and luxurious there. But no offense to my buddies in Mexico that who knows, I'll, I'll stop by there one of these days. But no, that's not that's not on my uh, list of places I'm going to anytime soon. Pound that like button, subscribe to the channel, the backup channel, and I will say hi to you dudes in the chat. Thanks a lot.